because we are truly leading ourselves to a point where we might return back to a time where a banana is as valuable as ivory. Welcome to People of Lam, an intimate podcast on art, food and self-discovery through visitors' eyes. Episode 5, part 2. I see a banana. Uh, first, I th- assumed it was made of ceramic after we had a conversation with you. I don't think I would have imagined that it was made of ivory for many reasons. First of all, like the connotations of um, using ivory. Well, yeah, so it's basically a engraved sort of 3D banana, very lifelike. Um, but what makes it interesting is the use of ivory. So you already mentioned that the artist is actually unknown or not openly stated for the reason that the possession of ivory is already questionable, but it was already made pre-2000, so maybe then it was a little bit different. Um, but yeah, the first thing that immediately popped into my head seeing an ivory banana was the connotations of like the rarity of ivory and the price of ivory and like the prestige of ivory and how technically speaking if we didn't have like a transnational trade of food a banana in a place like Europe would be just as valuable as ivory in Europe because it it is not a fruit that is indigenous to the region and it's definitely not a fruit that ever will be indigenous to the region so if we didn't have this sort of transnational trade it's very likely that most of Europe should never have actually seen a banana before unless they left Europe or like i mentioned before as well like a rich merchant traveled and brought bananas from somewhere you know so yeah my first impression was that the connotation i got of the use of ivory to carve a banana is that a banana in intrinsic value before having it so widely available around the world is for the rest of the world in many places just as valuable as ivory would have been and possibly in previous times of history definitely was the case i know i've watched old sort of monarch documentaries of like what they would eat in europe in the castles and stuff and it's crazy it's like lemons and oranges and these are like the prestigious fruits i know you can buy them from your local market for less than a euro and it's insane to think that transnational think, trade has done this like do you think there is a prestigious food left that is not as accessible as the other kind of food i think there are prestigious foods left um but the manner in which they became prestigious is a bit disappointing it's things like caviar and ostrich eggs so they become um prestigious the closer they become to extinction and that's kind of like this toxic repetitive cycle of before things were prestigious for example a banana in europe because it was inaccessible to europe but now caviar is prestigious because the sturgeon fish is dying out or ostrich eggs are prestigious because ostriches don't exist in massive numbers and they, and they don't produce many eggs for example these type of things have become prestigious so i think yeah they do but more like the same way the dodo bird used to be prestigious it's prestigious because there's not many of it and maybe that also points back to the the greedy nature of human consumption which ranges from everything from like having the latest phone to having food like this on your plate you know like mm. we discussed with the previous artwork this is not a fruit that's indigenous to this region and logically speaking in a natural course of events should never have appeared in Europe a european should never have known what a banana is likewise um vice versa there are some things for example in in south america that they wouldn't have had but europe would have had for example i would assume cabbage for example i don't think that would have grown so yeah that's uh that's the takeaway that's ivory banana like privilege and prestige is subjective now it's accessible but a banana was definitely as valuable if not more 
uh, as ivory would have been one time in Europe as well. I was just thinking of, I don't know, a utopian future where you have a museum exposing all these kind of fruit and <laughs> vegetables that are not accessible anymore, that are extinct, almost such as just a banana, you know? Yeah. And it's probably not uh, like a future that far away, which is the dangerous part. I've read a lot about um, how the the creation of environments that are not friendly for bees, for example, is going to result in like a massive spiral effect of a lot of uh, a lot of common fruits and vegetables not being able to vegetate as much as they do now simply because it's an entire ecosystem that we've capitalized on and marketized and of course we're not treating it the way it should be treated mass farms and deforestation to produce one single good which is obviously genetically modified to hell as it is covered in pesticides uh, absolutely not friendly for consumption at this point either let alone even things like meat and poultry and fish and uh, the existence of microplastics in, in uh, seafood. Like these things are really pointing to a dire future where if we don't have concrete changes, which will involve us having to give up a lot of the privilege that we have, for example, eating foods that are not meant for the season. But this is the way it's going to be done because we are truly leading ourselves to a point where we might return back to a time where a banana is as valuable as ivory. Just as water, who would have thought that there would be water wars maybe a hundred years ago? And now that is a very viable reality. There's countries fighting over access to fresh water. Um, so yeah, it's a scary future. But what you're saying is very valid for discussion. It, it extremely is. But yeah, this is a really nice one.